it's all about human connection. So that's where I start is human connection. It all comes down to that face-to-face -face contact. Nothing else matters. People are at their most vulnerable when they're coming into our system. They might be very unwell. And so becoming an Indigenous nurse provides a friendly face. It provides someone who might have that lived experience and that ability to relate to that individual and their family and provides an opportunity to support people on their journey to wellness. I would like to acknowledge and honour all of the Indigenous nurses working within Interior Health. Hello and welcome back to Interior Voices, an Interior Health podcast series where we explore the intersection of health and culture in the workplace, our everyday lives, and patient care. In episode eight, Vanessa, Chris, and Sheila return for a celebration of Aboriginal nurses, the variety of paths they have chosen, and the roles they hold within IH. Our hosts are joined by nurses Michelle McFarland, Rose Melnick, and Judy Stern. to acknowledge that we are on the traditional, ancestral, and unceded Sweatcom territory. Thank you so much for everyone being here. And today we are here with Michelle, and I'd like to give you an opportunity to introduce yourself. Sure. So my name is Michelle McFarlane. I'm Cree First Nation from Batash, Saskatchewan. Very, very common from where I'm from that you don't identify as Aboriginal. And I've actually grew up in the prairies and moved to BC as a teenager. So it was quite a culture shock from what I'm used to in how I grew up in Alberta. Mm. So well, I started as a carried actually, and started sort of from the ground up after I became carried and worked for a few years in a transition home with dementia care and palliative. And so I knew I wanted to get more involved as a nurse. And then once I became a nurse, having a little bit more of a voice, especially when it comes to palliative care, I find that that's kind of my niche. It's the way I can practice that holistic health and that medicine wheel. So I do have a counseling background. I specialize in group facilitation and life skills coaching as well. So it's interesting some of the things I was been able to do and be a part of. I think everything that you get to be involved with kind of brings you to who you are and on that journey that you walk. So Which school? were you able to get your nursing degree at? So I actually have a licensed practical nurse. So I did it through Academy of Learning School here actually in Kamloops. So, um, and it was a bridging program from the care aid, and so it was nice. I was able oh, to cool. just bridge right in, and yeah, that was kind of nice. And my counseling program I did through Kelowna. Yeah, and I did it as an online. It was very intense, <laughs> but it was a good experience. I actually thought I did, did it that way, and I was able to do some work experience through uh, a youth at-risk program here in Kamloops, Society Runners, through John Howard Society, which was unbelievable. So mm. opened my eyes to hear these youth speak and talk about their experiences, and it was devastating devastating and I remember just thinking okay this is it this is it this is what I need to do this is where I need to go mm. so it was that kind of that eye-opening moment and it was neat I was able to teach them and, and some life skills and so it was really neat kind of backing up for a second I'm curious of a couple of things mm -hmm. you had mentioned that you got into care aid mm -hmm. so I'm curious as to what sparked the even entry or thought into care aid I knew I wanted to work with people but I didn't know what and so I started working, went into school, became carried, but it was like, this isn't quite it, but what is it? I then went through a traumatic loss where I lost my sister 
probably a few months later, and then got separated. So I started working as a carry full-time right after that, and I worked with people with death and dying mostly. And then there's something more I need to do with this. And so that's when I started doing my licensed property office. But then it was like, help push doing <laughs> so it was you know you're one step closer but then you're sort of a few steps back and it just sort of came and I honestly feel because of the loss that I suffered it has helped me so much in this line of work and I feel that we need to speak about death it shouldn't be morbid it's it's a whole life cycle and I want to spread that message and I find that now that I've had the care experience the nursing experience and the cultural and spiritual aspect of it oh and teaching as well <laughs> about getting to that <laughs> it's been really eye-opening for me and kind of realizing that this is my niche this is what I'm passionate about and mm-hmm. I need to get that message out there that we need to talk about it which is not a bad thing so and I was going to ask about actually the teaching experience so I know that you've mentioned passion and your niche that you found in nursing and how you've been Mm -hmm. able to share that and teach that actually Mm -hmm. within interior health and actually my nursing instructor that I had I could not say enough about her she was one of the best teachers I've ever had in my entire life she just knew I've never had a teacher like that and she happened to be working at home support through interior health and we started working together I started working here at the hospital and then also through home support as an LPN supervisor and part of our role is to educate and teach the carries so she said we're rolling out this palliative care a few of the course I'm on I thought we could teach some of the cultural piece and I thought all right (laughs) why not so we've done two so far and I'm going to end up facilitating the whole thing eventually so I've done sort of a little more than probably about a quarter of it now I'm going to do half hopefully the next and then I'll facilitate the whole thing because it is a mandated for provincial wide for all carries that need to have Mm. it so the rural areas don't have the resources so maybe in the future it could be something I could roll out to those home communities which we've already invited some of the band carries to come so I've got to meet them because I feel it's very important that we build those relationships with those home communities I think it's so important especially the nurses right and why if we can dig a little deeper in that why is it important to have those relationships with caregivers in our First Nations communities honestly to facilitate positive um, better discharge planning to build those relationships that face-to-face is so much different than a phone conversation so my idea was for along with one of the access and flow nurses was to go out to these communities and just introduce ourselves and explain our role in detail since I've gone out to some of the communities those relationships with the nurses have just blossomed and I have to say our the communication for me on personally has been fantastic we're going to continue to do this we have a few more communities in IHS that we're going to receive and then maybe roll out this palliative care if they need it out in some of the rural areas right so how do you take the learnings that you've had with what you've been able to do Mm -hmm. in your role with community and translate across IH because you know knowing that this is only hitting pockets but it's such best practices have you had any thoughts about that well you know working in home support you go the system exists why why doesn't it exist out here and then you go to the little things technology is huge like that meditech portion I'm like if they have that and it's funny when I talk to the nurses I'm like this is going to save your life out there as soon as you get and they're all working on it we don't need to reinvent the wheel we just need to figure out a way to do the same thing with communication and discharge planning like home health does with the hospital 
right? And we need more of us. <laughs> it takes a lot of time to do that discharge planning. And when you're one person, it's definitely very tough. <laughs> what are some words of encouragement that you have for others in your position that may be Aboriginal or non-Aboriginal and taking that first step in building relationships? Anytime I come in contact with any of the communities I have to talk to, whether it's calling for collateral information with that circle of care or calling, sometimes those home communities are there for so honestly it's just starting with that the laying seeds so that's what I started and I sort of was saying you know how would you feel if we came out to you and saw you and uh, the access and float she happened to already want to do this so it just worked out and and we had another uh, cultural educator I think I think it was her role anyway too same thing working on the communities and so we were like this looks like something that really could be important. It's all about human connection. So that's where I start is human connection. It all comes down to that face-to-face contact. Nothing else matters. I love that. My question would be if any kind of other individuals who are considering a a career in nursing, kind of Mm -hmm. anyone who's looking to kind of get into the field, do you have any thoughts just being an Indigenous person getting into the field of nursing or non-Indigenous? What would you say to them? You know, I actually supervised a lot of carriers that are getting into nursing, so they were Indigenous too, and they talked to me about that, especially the Indigenous ones saying, you know, how can I help? I just build relationships, be open, educate when you feel that you need to, because what you don't know, you don't know, and, and sometimes that can come off as very offensive, the things that people say, and you know, where I come from, you don't identify, you don't talk about it, so it was more open here especially than any place I've ever lived. So Mm. I think I always encourage them to just educate where they feel, find their passion, because everybody has a purpose in this life. We always are, we run by money and, and, and it's always about the next thing. And it's like, what are your favorite, most favorite memories in the entire world? Are they with things or with people? They're with people. So you find your purpose, find what you're good at. And if it's in that nursing role, how can we work to facilitate change, right? I love that. And I was thinking too, you had mentioned that you had an amazing, I can't remember her role specifically, but you said somebody that you've never had in your life. So how about we give a shout out to that person? Yes. So she's an LPN supervisor. Her name is Barb Olachow. And she is by far one of the best teachers I've ever met in my entire life. And I I will always, always just go to the way she knows how to teach. I've just never met a teacher like that, that actually cares about how you as an individual learn. And you know, my thing is why it's so passionate is we put our systems and everything, put everybody in a box. Why do we have different DNA? Everybody. Why? Because we're all different and unique. Not one thing's going to work for one person. And that's with healthcare. And that's where I want to create change. If you could introduce yourself, Wyatt. My name is Rose Melnick. I'm a member of the Shakwatan Nation. I come from the community of Stupos. I've lived in Shakwatan territory my entire life, and I'm based here in Kamloops for the last almost 20 years. I'm the daughter and granddaughter of two very strong, resilient Shakwatan women, both whom are residential school survivors. I had an opportunity to return home, so I was raised in a non-Indigenous home until I was 14, and I returned back to my community. And my kia'a, which is a Shakwatan word for grandmother, was ailing at the time and required more support. And being the oldest granddaughter, part of my familial responsibility was to go home and to support her. And so when I think about my own journey in nursing, I think about 
that as being a pivotal moment in my life where I knew that those were the gifts that were chosen for me and that was to care for others and to help others on their wellness journey. So I was with my kid and I was her primary caregiver through high school and then uh, she remained with me through my journey in nursing school and up until a few years ago and we've been able to support her with support in the community setting and to me that speaks to the respect and the honoring of my grandmother and of other elders. I've been a registered nurse for the last 11 years. I took a specialty in gerontology and I'm currently enrolled in the Masters of Nursing at Thompson Rivers University, the focus of Indigenous nursing leadership. I've been fortunate enough to be in my current role as an Aboriginal lead with the Aboriginal Health Program for three and a half years and when I think about what led me to this place, I had been working as a frontline clinical nurse in areas supporting individuals as they transition from hospital to the community setting. I've done some work in the community setting doing palliative care and supporting elders to remain in the community setting for as long as they can with support. And then I did some education with adults with developmental disabilities and doing some of their complex healthcare related plans. And in that journey, somebody had reached out within Interior Health around human resource strategies. So what I know is that as Indigenous peoples, as we go and we continue to further self in education, sometimes there's not always that visibility in the community setting. And so part of my commitment back to my people has been trying to raise awareness that I came from community too. And with commitment and dedication, anything is really possible. And so not only going back to the community to share that story, but this human resource video provided an opportunity for other Indigenous peoples who might think about coming to the interior region to look at what interior health can offer and so through that opportunity I had an opportunity to meet the corporate director of Aboriginal Health Brad Anderson and I'm a firm believer that you're supposed to be where you're supposed to be and wherever your journey takes you and I think I was ready for that next step. Thanks for sharing and one of the things I think about Rose is you're such a strong Indigenous woman and an advocate and so when you're thinking about that why we're here together is to celebrate mm -hmm. Indigenous nurses. What are some words of encouragement you have for youth or adults who are thinking about either a change in their career or even having a career? A message that I have for the youth is that they're our future for tomorrow and that we come from very strong resilient ancestors. We are here today because of the journey that they have been on and what they've created for us and now is the opportunity to take that and move forward and when we think about education it really provides an opportunity and opens the doors. It provides an opportunity to, to set goals for yourself and to achieve what interests you. What are the gifts that nursing has given to you? The gifts that nursing has given to me and I go always back, I think that your gifts are chosen for you. And so it's about finding out what those gifts are mm -hmm. and what the gifts you hold mm -hmm. and then to build on that. And so our communities have always, outside of formalized definition of nursing, we've always had healers mm -hmm. and knowledge keepers and um, helpers in community. And so this is just one way of being able to formalize the gifts that have been chosen for you in a way that supports our people. So healthcare and nursing, people are at their most vulnerable when they're coming into our system. They might be very unwell. And so becoming an Indigenous nurse provides a friendly face. It provides someone who might have that lived experience and that ability to relate to that individual and their family and provides an opportunity to support 
people on their journey to wellness. Mm. I'm curious in terms of your journey to becoming a registered nurse. Which schools did you attend and did you, we have some colleagues who started with caregiver and made their way through LPN to RPN. What was that journey for you getting to registered nurse? So I had made a decision early in my life that I wanted to be a nurse and so I think some of the challenges that students experience and particularly for myself was uh, having the qualifications in sciences and English and math to be mm. able to be accepted into a nursing program and so part of my journey was to go back to school initially to do upgrading and I feel that that really prepared me for the nursing program and so I attended Thompson Rivers University and it was a four-year degree so I was accepted directly into the program and what made that journey successful was a couple of things and one was having completed some of the electives prior so I wasn't carrying such a heavy load. I was a young mum as well so balancing familial and parental responsibilities as well as school responsibilities was difficult at times and having a lighter course load helped support me in being successful in the journey. And then the second piece that was successful there was the Indigenous supports that were available. So there is a place where students can go to receive extra support for tutoring, to connect with other Indigenous students and families, a place where I could be myself and where there were elders to talk to. Mm. And so it is challenging being away from home. All of my community was in Stooped House and although that's not a long ways from Kamloops, it was far enough to not always feel connected. And so those were the biggest supports that I had through my nursing journey. And I wanna talk a little bit about an ally that was at the university. And so mm -hmm. there was an instructor who was, I think, instrumental in supporting my journey as well. And although she was non-Indigenous, she made every effort to support me. She was very much an advocate for finding clinical placements out in Indigenous community settings so that when I went through my nursing education journey, that it wasn't just about being placed in hospitals or health authority centered organizations. It was about learning what it meant to be a nurse in an Indigenous community. Mm. And further to that, this educator provided opportunities for growth. So I actually attended Canadian Association of Schools of Nursing that talked about recruitment and retention into the nursing program and opportunities to embed cultural safety and humility. One of the things that, you know, knowing what we're here for is it's great that you mentioned an ally and the pieces that made that integral for you in your journey because I think oftentimes allies or people who want to be genuinely be allies really are asking those questions like, what is it that I can do to be supportive? So it's so great that you shared that. And I think spirit of elevating nursing, are you able to share the name of such a champion and ally so that we can shout out some kudos? <laughs> I absolutely. So her name is Star Mahara. She has been an educator at the university for many many years mm. and unfortunately we're about to lose her to her next adventure so she's going to be retiring in the next year mm -hmm. but an amazing nurse mm. an amazing colleague an amazing mm. person i think it's always good to you know put a shout out to our allies to our champions to those who help us get where we are and continue to inspire us so thank you for for sharing that for me an ally is someone who 
is engaged in self-reflection, is doing some of their own work and their own journey to understand Indigenous peoples today, the reasons that there are current health inequities, and is coming from a place of being humble and curious and respectful and collaborative and really coming from a good place, coming from a place within their heart. Mm. And so when we think about that and some of the practical pieces, and I think about nurses who are often that primary point of contact with individuals who might be accessing our system, it's knowing a little bit about where you are, who you are in relation to this land. It's asking respectful questions about where individuals are from. It's about offering some of those pieces from yourself. It's finding ways to incorporate Indigenous worldviews into plans of care. So sometimes I think people are curious but not quite sure about how to go about asking individuals about things like their traditional spiritual or cultural practices. So when we think of holistic health, how are we implementing those pieces into an individual's care plan? What does Indigenous Nurses Day mean to you? As someone who has been in the field, is in the field, <laughs> remains in the field. So my name is Judy Sturm and I'm the Aboriginal Mental Wellness Director with Interior Health. I am a registered nurse. For me, Indigenous Nurses Day is an opportunity to celebrate nurses who identify as Indigenous, so First Nations, Métis, Inuit. And I think it's really important because I know from our community's perspective, they're really trying to bring Aboriginal Indigenous people into their communities to work. And organizations are also looking for Indigenous Aboriginal staff to work within their organizations. Again, mostly related to building cultural safety, cultural competency. And for me, I think it also helps reflect your community. So I really feel like it helps promote to young people so those who are not yet in um, employed or, or in organizations, that it is a career of choice for Indigenous people, and that's men and women. So I think nurses historically have generally been known as women, and we're really encouraging men and young men to look at it as a career opportunity. And I think a lot of people don't recognize, like I said, some of the diversity that I've been able to experience. So I've hopped around to many different areas in nursing. So frontline kind of clinical work, you know, management, nonprofit. There's a lot of opportunities in nursing for both growth and professional development. So I think there's so many different areas that you can work in nursing. So some people are like, well, like I can't change a bedpan or like hospitals aren't for me. And I think we're really trying to encourage nurses and, and Indigenous people, so again, men and women, that there's a diverse array of careers in nursing. So you can work at a university. You actually don't need to be in hospitals if that's not your forte. I think as a, a nursing student, we had opportunities to experience different areas of nursing. And so not all, but it gives you a flavor for mental health, let's say, as a specialty. And that's an area that I'm working in right now. But as I mentioned before, I've been able to work in corrections. Um, I've worked for nonprofits. I've worked in hospitals in different floors, surgical, rehab, ER, OR, PAR, wow. um, <laughs> maternity, 
again, when you work in um, different sides of hospitals too, so I've worked in Calgary and I've worked in Vancouver, I've worked for a Catholic hospital, I've worked in rural hospitals where again, you might do everything. So mm -hmm. you might be the nurse in the emergency room, but someone comes in to deliver their baby and all of a sudden now you're the maternity nurse. And so I just feel like there's so many different opportunities that I really try to champion with our communities where there's an interest that it's a career. It's a great, it's been a great career mm -hmm. for me. And uh, I think I, I say to some people, originally I wanted to be an RCMP and I'm about five, three and a half. And eventually <laughs> that, that dream got, got broken. <laughs> A little bit of reality <laughs> but I did get I did actually get the chance because I was in the militia for a little bit so I got to see a base hospital so uh, you can be a nurse in the military as well and after that experience I just chose that maybe it was not not the nursing <laughs> career I wanted but there's there just are so many opportunities and I know in our program we're very open to taking students so mm. again I feel a big thing for indigenous nurses and many of the nurses that I know they're open to take students and we're really seeking those that identify as Indigenous and Aboriginal to support them and mentor them through practicums and, and different opportunities. So yeah, Indigenous uh, Nurses Day for me has just so many implications and I feel like I try to be involved as I can in different things but just really I would like to acknowledge and honor all of the Indigenous nurses working within interior health. It's a bit of a challenge for our organization because of privacy and protection so sometimes we don't know who are our Indigenous nurses. As I've traveled around I know some of them personally but yeah those that I don't know just really acknowledge you today. Mm, awesome. Yeah. One of the things that is a question if I can squeeze it in is sometimes science, so it came up in one of our other conversations, is people sometimes aren't always strong in science. And nursing is very, some of the foundational pieces are very science-based. So what, so what are some pieces of encouragement for folks who might feel like, well, I'm not strong in sciences, so maybe this door isn't open for me? Sure, well, there's generations of nurses in my family. So I have an aunt who was a nurse, and then I, I started in nursing and actually my daughter's in nursing right now at UBCO and so I know for myself and for her we have had to utilize tutors so I think again acknowledge that not everyone's going to be strong in every subject so to utilize the resources that are there to support you and maybe not everyone can not everyone maybe has the finances to be supporting tutors but I think I know my daughter approached even instructors and things like that to get extra support or to get study tips and I know when I took nursing the requirements were different than say what my daughter is now experiencing for what she had to have to get into nursing and I also want to put it out there that it can be a challenge she got turned down from the school of choice so I was hoping she could do her schooling here in Kamloops obviously it helps our family without having to pay out housing <laughs> But she didn't, and she tried twice and she still didn't. And so what I would say is keep trying. She tried to do other courses that had relevance. So for her, she chose paramedics or paramedicine. So she's actually a paramedic and doing her nursing right now. So I would say don't give up if it's really something that you want to do. There's ways to seek out those resources and supports to help you. Thank you for listening to Episode 8 of Interior Voices. Visit our website at interiorhealth.ca slash interiorvoices for links to additional information about Indigenous Nurses Day and resources for pursuing a nursing career. Please join us again on April 30th when Chris and Sheila discuss cultural safety from a physician's perspective with Dr. Ron Cameron. If you have questions or comments about today's podcast, you can email us at interiorvoices at interiorhealth.ca 
www.interiorvoices.ca. We'd love to hear from you. And don't forget, Interior Voices is now available on iTunes. Perfect. I know. It's it just is. Gonna it is. Yeah. It is. And it's so important, right, that we elevate each other as well in right. these journeys. Positive. Yeah.